let blessing, let it flow, let it rain upon our homes, upon our families, upon our spouses, upon our children, upon our community. In Jesus' mighty name, we are worshiped. Can we put a hands together for the Lord Jesus this morning? I want to welcome us to church online and on ground. I know by this time next Sunday we can accommodate more people in church and I'm hoping to be the number one to register when the order is open to register for important service. Hallelujah. This morning my heart is full of joy as we celebrate our families, as we celebrate the gift of God in our lives, in our homes and as we continue to dedicate this month to a month of celebrating our families and the blessings of God all around us. And as to take us further in the service this morning, the Lord spoke to me. I had a different message entirely that I wanted to preach this morning in the family blessing series. But yesterday when I was teaching at the um, school of discipleship class, the Holy Spirit began to speak to me and um, I thought it's something for another day. But when I got home last night, the Lord said, that is our word for today. Hallelujah. Um, I, there is a song that I wish that uh, we can sing this morning. If we can, are, are we ready for that? Amen. Yeah, there is a song that I want us to sing this morning as a celebration. How many people know that family is important? Can you tell, your, can you tell me this morning? How many of you know that family is important? If you know that family is important, can you talk to your friend and to your neighbors and to your
133 from verse 1 to verse 3. Psalms 133 from verse 1 to verse 3. And that is going to be the anchor scripture for our message this morning. Psalms 133 from verse 1 to verse 3. If we can, I appreciate us to stand up to read God's word together. And if you are at home, I also appreciate us to put on our camera. And I wanted to know that I need you to preach this morning. Hallelujah. I want to see your face this morning. I want to see your love this morning. I want to see the love in your eyes this morning. So I will appreciate all the faces that we have not seen in days. I need you to survive. You need me. I need you. I need your smile. I need you to wave at me this morning and say, Pastor, you're talking about me. I need to see you say a loud and a big amen. I need to see the smile in your face. When I'm asking you to tell your friend I need you, I want to be sure you are not uh, staring at him or her. Hallelujah. I need to see your face this morning. Thank you. God bless you. Can we open our Bibles to Psalms 133 from verses 1 to 3 this morning as we read the word of God together. The Bible says, Behold, how good and how pleasant is it for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is the precious oil upon the head running down on the bed and the bed of Aaron running down on the edge of his garment. It is like the dews of Ammon descending upon the mountain of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing. Life forevermore. Hallelujah. I have the Passion Translation here this morning and I love you to listen to it. The Bible says, How truly wonderful and delightful is it to see brothers and sisters living together in sweet unity. It is precious as the scented oil flowing from the head of the ivory's Aaron, dripping down upon the bed and running all the way down to the hems of his priestly robe. The Bible says this harmony can be compared to dews dripping from Mount Avon, which flows down from the hills of Zion. Indeed, that is where Yahweh God has decreed his blessings will be found the promise of life forevermore. Father, we ask this morning that you will speak to us. Lord, we ask, oh Lord, that you will minister to every soul. You will minister to every man that is walking alone. You will minister to every woman that is doing the journey of life alone. You will minister to every family that is separated, that is apart, or that are far away. Even though they are living in the same house, they are far from one another. Lord, I ask that you will teach all of us this morning to love one another. You will teach all of us this morning to know that we need each other as a church, to know that we need each other as a community, to know that we need each other as a brother. We ask this morning that you give each and every one of us the art of forgiveness so that we can forgive one another and we can move on. We ask, oh Lord, that you will give each and every one of us this morning the grace and the spirit 
to see the superior opinion and to be able to agree together this morning. And as we agree together this morning, we ask that your word will come on in that. We ask that as we agree together in our homes, in our family this morning, your blessings will come like dues. Your healing will come like dues. Restoration will come like dues. Miracles will come like dues. There shall be nothing that shall be impossible for us to achieve as a family, as a nation, as a community. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Almighty Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Thank you. This morning, I will be sharing with us briefly on what the Lord laid on my heart yesterday morning while I was preparing for this service. And that subject is going to be titled, Agree With Me. Can you help me tell your neighbor this morning, say, agree with me. You may need to hold that person's hands. I know there is COVID, but we are in a house. You may need to hold that person's hand in their house. If you are in the same household, and say, agree with me. Say, agree with me. Agree with me. Agree with me. You are not helping me to preach this morning. I want you to help me hold uh, Brother Meshach and say, agree with me. I wish my daughter was here. We say, Daddy, can you say yes? Even without telling me what I'm saying yes to. But can you have me look at somebody's eyeball and say, can you say yes this morning? Can you agree with me this morning? Hallelujah. I know we all agree with me that tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Hallelujah. And if you can see Pastor, Pastor is already in the mood. Hallelujah. I dressed up this morning because I want to be taken out. I want to be taken away. Amen. Glory to God. So if somebody wants to take me out this morning, I'm available. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So this morning, God is asking us to look at that subject, agree with me. And I want to submit to us this morning that we are all a product of agreement. Did you hear that? We are all a product of three spiritual beings coming together. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1 verse 6 verse 26. The Bible says, then God said, let us, let us, not one. I love the way the uh, Amplified Version put it. He said, God said, let us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, make man in our own image, according to our likeness, not physical, but a spiritual personality and moral likeness. What are we trying to say there this morning? We are a product of agreement. There was an agreement between the Father, between the Son, and between the Holy Spirit. That is how and why we became. And no reason, or it's not far to fetch, that if we were formed in agreement, we are also expected to exist in agreement. That means we cannot be alone because it wasn't one person that formed all. Hallelujah. Like you expect that before you have um, a, a boy or a girl, two chromosomes has to come together. It's either the XX or the YY or the X and the Y. Two have to come together. Except there is an agreement within those two items, there will not be you. So that suggests to me this morning that man is not created to be alone. The Bible says when God created man, 
He said, no, this is not complete. He said, and it is not good for man to be alone. I will create, I will make for him a helpmate. I will create for him someone that he can agree with. Someone that he can relate with. Someone that he can fellowship with. So God didn't create us a lone ranger. God did not create us to walk alone, to live alone, to do life alone. We are a product of agreement. And God expects that in life, in community, everywhere we go, we will always be interconnected with one another. We will always be interdependent on one another. We will always need someone. We will always need a friend. We will always need a brother. We will always at a point need a sister. We may be in the house of boys. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about anybody this morning. But sometimes you need some family to come and visit you and bring some girls. Hallelujah. We need ourselves. We need a brother. We need a sister. We need one another. I know that we may be disconnected, we may be separated, we may be scattered, but at some point, we still need to come together. Thank God for COVID. Some of us have been working from home for like two years now. And we are jealous of some people that still have to go to work and come back and meet people and talk with physical people. But some of us, we don't have that opportunity. We are all scattered abroad. The last time I went on vacation in Cape Breton, I carried my system and I was still working remotely from Cape Breton and they thought I was in Halifax. We are scattered everywhere. I was speaking to somebody over the weekend. He said his brother is in Nigeria, is working for a US company. And I said, how? Why? How? How did that happen? Remotely, we are working now, scattered. And you can be sure your boss that is doing coaching for you or QC your work is even sometimes in Bermuda, it's sometimes in UK, in England, in wherever. And, but one thing that amazed me is that no matter how remotely we are scattered at work, something still brings us together. Thank God for the power of internet. Thank God for the power of the wide area and the large area networks. Thank God for the fiber cables that run across the oceans to connect us together. Even though we are miles apart, even though we are far away, my parents are thousands of miles apart. Four years now, I've not seen my mom, I've not seen my siblings, but yet, we are connected. But yet, we are together. But yet, we still need to talk about some things and agree together. Thank God for the power of the phone and the internet that make us to come together. So God knows that it is good. He says in Psalm 103 verse 1, He says, how good and pleasant is it when God's people live together in unity. So God knows the power of unity. That is what formed you. That is what created you. And if you must survive in this life, we must understand and agree that we need to come together. Abraham told his brother Lot when there was a fight, when there was a disagreement between them. The Bible says Abraham said to Lot, Please, let there be no contention between you and me or between 
our S-men or my S-men, your S-men and my S-men. After all, we are brothers. Can you tell your brother this morning? Can you tell your sister this morning we are brothers? I can hear Angela telling Isaac, bro, <laughs> hallelujah, we are brothers. We are brothers. We are sisters. Let us not allow argument, contention to prolong. I love the work I teaching this morning. When we are talking about how godly people, Christian relationships should be. Keeping malice is not allowed. Being angry against your brother and, and, and bottle it and pile it up is not the way to go. We need to agree with one another. Can you be tell your neighbor this morning? Say, agree with me. Agree with me. Agree with me. I need you. You need me. The good thing from the scripture this morning, the Bible says, can two work together except they agree. For any family to succeed, for any church to move forward, for any marriage to succeed, for any organization to continue to succeed and make profit and achieve their results, it is depending on how they are able to agree with one another. It is on how they are able to support one another, regardless of their colors, regardless of their religion, regardless of their faith, regardless of their argument, regardless of their age, regardless of their background, regardless of their, co of their qualification. There must be an agreement. Because when we do not agree, then we are heading for a do. When we do not agree, we are ready to walk alone and fail all by ourselves. I love to explain something that the Holy Spirit told me this morning. Because when I say agree with me, I do not mean that everything that comes, we just say yes, 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 yes. And I begin to think about this word. What does it mean to agree to disagree? Or what does it mean to disagree to agree? I know one is correct, one is not correct. But I want us to see it from the way the Holy Spirit brought it to me this morning. We are different. All of us are different. Our colors are different. Our opinions are different. Our backgrounds are different. Our beliefs are different. Some people like to sleep early. Some people like to sleep late. Some people like to wake up early. Some people like to wake up late. Some people like to ask daddy to ask Isaac if he can shower first so that he can have some more 30 minutes sleep before her. And some people like to jump in the shower first. Our opinions, our DNA, our chemistry are different. So you don't expect everyone in this room to always agree all the time. So my question is, do we agree to disagree or disagree to agree? Hallelujah. Can you put it in the chat box? Do you agree to disagree or you disagree to agree? Amen. You can put it in the chat box if you are from home and say, Pastor, I will always agree to disagree or I will always disagree to agree. Or what is the situation in your house? Amen. I think that is a better question. What is the situation in your house? Do you always agree to disagree or you disagree to agree? 
Let me give you an example of agree to disagree so that some people can find where they belong. Whatever. You can just do whatever you like. <laughs> whatever. Amen. My wife has tried to ban that word in our house. There is nothing like whatever. What do you want for dinner? Whatever. <clears throat> Amen. So, who is identifying with me this morning? You agree to disagree. Just go your way, I go my way, and see you tomorrow morning. Amen. Do we have some comments in the chat? Yeah, some people say they disagree to agree. Yes, good one. So, may I, from what the Holy Spirit told me this morning, to agree to disagree, it means that when there has been arguments, different opinions, different views, and none of you can win the argument, then you just agree that we give up. Nobody's going to win, so let's just live it like that. And that is when you say something like, whatever. Do whatever you want to do, do as you please. Hallelujah. How many of you have been in that scenario before? Whatever. Yeah. I, I can feel you, Victor. When I saw you and when you come this morning, I was like, hmm, these guys are best friends now. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. And that is good. You need one another. We need one another. Sometimes we just, oh, just do your own, do your own thing. We can wear the same color. We can wear the same shoes. We can hear the, we can eat the same thing. Some people want pepper. Some people don't want pepper. Whatever. Hallelujah. So what does it now mean to disagree, to agree? Which one is better? To disagree and to fight, like scatter everything and come back and agree. Is that better, or you might just agree from onset that? We can't make this work. <laughs> I can't win your argument. So just do your thing and I do my thing. I don't want any mix-up. I don't want anything. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. So what the Holy Spirit told me is that to agree to disagree, it means to agree to differ. To agree to go on different opinions and to say, well, we, we are different. We are, we, we are not compatible. We, I hate, I, I can't undo another brother, I can't undo another sister, I can't undo another man, I can't undo another, we just, let it just be. I hate seeing you, I hate talking to you, you hate seeing me, you hate talking to me, so we have to see each other, but we just agree that we are going to be living differently, we are going to be living separately, we are going to be working alone. That is what it means, to agree, to disagree. And brother, that is not where you want to be. That is not where our marriage is accurated to be. We are living together, but we are disconnected. We are eating from the same pot, but we are disconnected. You tell me you love me, you tell me you do, you tell me you care for me, but yet you backbite. But yet you talk about me behind me. That is agreeing to disagree. Whenever I'm not there, you change your topic. Hallelujah. And what does it other means? It means if two people are arguing about something, they agree to disagree or, or they decide to stop arguing because neither of them is going to change their opinion. If that is the way you go in your home, if that is the way you go with your friends in school, that is not the way to go. And let me show us what the Holy Spirit said about 
Okay, one of those things to agree to disagree also means to avoid talking about things or to avoid talking about the fundamental issues. There is something I know it's a problem. You need to talk about it, but just like let's let's just put it aside and you bottleneck it. You, you put it in a bottle. Like, like Sister Buki would say, you bank it. Hallelujah. You bank it. But it still continues to come back to you. Then what does it mean to disagree to agree? It means that you acknowledge. It, it, it's okay. Like Brother uh, Kyle said this morning, that it is okay for us to disagree. It is okay for us to be angry. It is okay for you to not be happy with the way your brother treats you, with the way your sister treats you, with the way daddy took your chicken last night, or with the way your wife did. It's okay. But when you are arguing about something, to disagree, to agree means to acknowledge or recognize a superior opinion and the ability to submit to that superior opinion is the ability to ask yourself some honest and true questions. What are we arguing about? What is the bone of contention here? My wife wants me to work more. I want to work less. What is the bone of contention here? I, my wife doesn't want me to go to work. My husband wants me to stay home and keep take care of the house and the children. It is the ability for both parties to come together and say, why do I want this? Why does he want me to do this? Then to be able to evaluate and see which one is a superior opinion and which one should we go for. The mark of a man or the highest honor or the highest wisdom that a man can have is to be able to identify superior opinions. Whether it's coming from your subordinate, or it's coming from your peers, or it's coming from your senior, you must be able to acknowledge whose opinion is superior. I remember days when I used to take my children to the, to the store to buy clothes. And they were like, they want this because it's colored this, it's colored that, and I want this. And for many times, we disagree. And I found out that most times when we disagree, we get home those clothes, they don't get to wear it. So as somebody else, okay, take whatever you like. And when I say take whatever you like, I will think this is just wasting of money because sometimes this thing is not good. They feel it is oversized, but that is thinking that you will grow into it. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Some people are laughing that look at this African daddy. Amen. Some people are thinking you will grow into it. And sometimes, when we later say, okay, daddy, okay, I will do what you do, and know, okay, and uh, after a lot of uh, formulation and combination, and, um, okay, daddy, okay, I'm going to have it. And sometimes, I will see my daughter, she will look good in some of those clothes, and I'll be like, mm, no, she can't, she wears every day, 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 hallelujah. And I'll be like, oh, and when I was trying to buy that clothes, you are like, hmm. But what is the beauty in it? We disagreed in the morning. But we later came to agree. And at the end of the day, it was good for both parties. Hallelujah. May I warn us, 
that if you choose to always go alone in life, if you choose to always have your way, it is my thing, you make all the decisions, your parents are not carried along, your spouse are not carried along, your children are not carried along, you make all the decisions yourself. There is a warning here for you. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, it says, For in the fall, it was talking about our husband and wife dwelling together and, and working together. How good it is for them to work together and for, for them to be in agreement. And it says, If one fall, the one will lift up the fellow. But woe to him that is alone. Because when he falls, he has no other one to help him. So when you choose to always make your decisions, and nobody's opinion can't, when you choose to always do life alone, live in isolation, live just keep to yourself, you don't talk to anybody, you don't want to see anybody, you believe everybody hates you, you believe nobody understands you, you believe nobody loves you, you believe whatever. Amen. The Bible says, if you are always alone, you don't agree with anybody, nobody agrees with you, you are just the hard one out. The Bible says, it is not good because if you fall, you will fall all by yourself. And one thing I want us to know, according to the scriptures in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9, the Bible says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. May I tell you that the devil so much about the power of agreement. The devil knows so much that when we are together in unity we can do more. And the devil does everything to make sure that it keeps us in disagreement. So you wonder why you and your brother are always fighting. Because the devil knows that the day you agree together, you will have a better result. You will have a most happy day and a more beautiful day. Then he wants to mess up your day then it keeps you in agreement. You don't wonder why you and your friends are always not on the same page at school. He knows that when you're on the same page, every one of you, you'll be the best student in class and he does not want all of you to be the best. So it makes your back turn against one another. I love the contribution of Sister Lovett during the workers' meeting this morning. Do you hate or do you envy people who are succeeding around you? My answer is no. If I see anybody making it big around me, I better be your friend. I'm not going to be your enemy. I'm going to greet you, even if you don't greet me. Because I want to see how you make it. I want to learn how you make it, and I know that we can all make it together. If you are the best friend with the guy that is getting excellent 90, 90, 80, 100, 100 in marks, you will discover that in no time, you also you will start to get 80, 100 in marks. But if you hate him because he loves man's and you are not his type, we are different, I'm not his type, then you stay where you are. Hallelujah. So the devil does everything to divide us as a family. The devil does everything to divide us as a church. The devil does everything to divide us. That is why our politicians, anytime election is coming, they want to apply the law of the divide and rule. Because the only way you can continue to rule upon a people, the only way you can continue to cheat people is to divide them. That is why the devil used even our faith to divide us. The devil used our culture to divide us. He used our colors to divide us. 
And when you want to apply for accommodation, they will want to ask for your color, ask for your CV, ask for a lot of things. When promotion is coming, a lot of things that the God has created to make us to be able to depend on one another. I speak English, you speak French, I speak Hebrew, you speak gibberish, or what do they call it? <laughs> Hallelujah. Those things are not supposed to make us enemies of one another. When you see your English teacher or when you see your French teacher, she is not supposed to be your enemy. She's supposed to be your friend. Agree with her. When your max teacher are coming, agree with him. Agree with him, like him. Because the moment you hate that your subject teacher, you will continue to have F's or failure or 40s or 50 and you will never do well in that subject. That is the way, that is the plan of the devil. To keep us permanently in disagreement with life, with people around us, people that can help us. It makes us not to like them. That is why you see that in homes, mothers are supposed to be your best friend. But the devil puts your back against one another. Your dad is supposed to be your mentor. Your dad is supposed to be your best friend. But you hate your dad. You hate your mom. The devil makes you to feel that you are different. The devil makes you to feel that she's old school and you are new school. The devil makes you to feel that your daddy does not like cartoon and only you like cartoon. And all your daddy wants to watch is listening to this and that. The devil makes you want to be in disagreement because he knows that when you are in agreement, you will have more results, you have more beautiful and productive day. And because of our time this morning, I'm just going to tell us four things that happens when you agree with me. When you agree with your family. When you agree with the word of God. When you agree with one another. One from the verse that we read. It says, in that place of agreement, the Lord will command his blessing. You want to read that again? The Bible says in Psalms 113. Verse 1 to 3. Behold, how good and how pleasant is it for brethren to dwell in unity. And verse 3 says, in the latter verse of our city, he said, For there the Lord will command his blessing. When you see a family that they always agree, the children are always agreeing with their parents. Joshua is always agreeing with Caleb. Caleb is always agreeing with Emmanuel. Emmanuel and Joshua, they agree with what daddy said and they believe so much in their mommy that if their mommy said that two bags of salt will make the rice sweet they will do it if they always agree they will be the best cook hallelujah they will be the best family you want to know the secret of the best family they agree they agree with the egg they agree with their family, they agree with their daddy, and their parents also hear their opinion out. Sometimes they disagree with Joshua. You can't have this, you can't have that, but they come to disagree at the night when they pray. And everybody go to sleep well. And Joshua come to think about it. Mommy loves me, daddy loves me, they want the best for me, they want me to succeed. I know I can't have this friend now. I know I can't have this now. I know I can't have this now. They disagree to agree. And at the end, you will see that the blessings of God is in that home. But when you see a family that they are never agree, they are never praying together, they are never talking together, everybody's on his gadgets, everybody's doing his own thing, everybody's doing his own way, one is a good boy, one is a bad girl, and everybody's all doing their own. There is no good boy or bad girl, everybody's good. Hallelujah. Amen. When you see a family, 
family that never agrees together, when you see a couple that never agree together, they will be looking and praying for blessing and they will wonder why God is not answering their prayers. You know, there are some prayers that God will answer, there are some prayers that God will not answer. There are some prayers that God will hear and not answer. Pass of my message. Hallelujah. Amen. We need to love one another. Amen. Because of our time. When we agree, we win together. When we agree, we win together. When we agree, we win together. We have victory together. Every battles of life will come. When we are together, we can fight the battle. We watched a movie last night. And the there were so many things going on. But because the husband and wife agreed together, they were able to fight the enemy. Sometimes your wife is not a monster. Sometimes your husband is not the bad guy. Sometimes your children, they are not the bad boys and the bad girls. The devil is outside. Apologies. If you have not been hearing me well at home. The devil is the evil one outside there. He's the one that is behind the scene making those things so happen. But when we come together and agree, we'll be able to defeat the enemy. And I see you winning in your home, winning in your finances, winning in every areas of your life in Jesus' name. The Bible says five of you in Leviticus 26 verse 8, we pursue a hundred. And a hundred of you will pursue ten thousand. And your enemies will fall by their own sword. Hallelujah. One man in Joshua says, We'll chase a thousand. 
and two of them, they will chase 10,000. They will win together. They will have better rewards together. But the two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. We win together. When we bring our finances together, today is not Finance Sunday. But thank God for the Bible st- for the Sunday school we had this morning. When we bring our finances together, when we bring our funds together, we do more. We achieve more. Next month, by the grace of God, we're going to be talking about faith and finance. What God plan is for us. So we'll leave that till next time. When we come together, we do more. If your spouse, if your children have weakness, if your parents, if your spouse, your partner, your friends, if they have a weakness, if they have any areas that they are weak, it is not you to point it at them and to say you are this, you are that. It is you to agree with them and to help them overcome that weakness. To fight that devil, to fight that weakness together. When we, when we are agreed, we bring God into our space. The Bible says, when two of you come together, God is in your midst. God dwells where there is unity. So if you want God in your home, if you want God in your room, if you want God in your life, if you want God to give you good sources as you go to school, then you want to live in agreement. You want to agree. You want to stay together. Hallelujah. And lastly, as we close this morning, when we agree, nothing shall be impossible. Hallelujah. When we agree together, when you pray for me, when I pray for you, the Bible says nothing shall be impossible. There will be no answer that will be withheld from me. Can you me tap your brother? Say, agree with me. Some people are sitting right beside their brother. They cannot both agree and touch their brother. Say, agree with me. Pray for me. I will pray for you. And nothing shall be impossible. Let's see what the Bible says in Genesis chapter 11 verse 1. The Bible says, now the whole world had one language and one common form of speech. And we saw what happened in verse 6. The Bible said, the Lord came down to see the city and the tower the sons of men were building. And the Lord said, if they had begun to do this as one people speaking in the same language, then nothing that divides that they devise will be beyond them. There is nothing that they devise. There is nothing that they agree on that will not be possible. The Bible says that if we agree together in Matthew 18, 19 to 20, he said, and I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about something and pray for it, it will be done by my Father in heaven. When you pray for me, when I pray for you, when you love me, when I love you, with love, there is nothing that can be possible. There is no one that cannot change. With patience, there is nothing that is impossible. I want us to rise up on our feet this morning and begin to ask God for the grace for agreement. Begin to ask God for the grace for agreement. Grace for agreement. Grace for agreement. Grace for unity. And begin to pray this morning. Everything that has brought division, everything that has made me to be full of myself and think that I'm different and think that I can do it alone and think that I can walk it alone, I break that force, I break that old. 
every plan of the devil to keep me and my family in disarray, disconnected, disunity, discontented. I come against you in the name of Jesus. I receive the grace to walk in alignment with the will of God, to walk in agreement with the word of God, with the will of God. I receive the grace to have my family fulfilling God's will, fulfilling God's purpose, walking in agreement with the plan and the purpose of God. Every spirit of division, every spirit of unforgiveness, I break from you today. I break free from you today. I break free from you today. I will love my brother. My brother will love me. I will love my father. My father will love me. I will pray for my spouse. My spouse will pray for me. The blessing is coming upon our house today. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. I have a feeling this morning that God wants us to pray for families. Maybe we should just pray for our families. It could be your immediate family, your extended family, any form of disconnection. Any form of disconnection within and without. Every power of the devil that wants to keep trouble in your home, that wants to keep hatred, that wants to keep barbarity, that wants to keep uh, any form of evil in our homes. I want us to begin to pray about it this morning. Every troubled marriage, every troubled home, every troubled family, every disconnected family, devil, take off your hand. Take off your hand. Take off your hand. In this house, love reigns. In this house, love rules. In this church, love reigns. In this community, love rules. In the name of Jesus, every spirit of unforgiveness, get out. Every spirit of hatred, get out. Every spirit of selfishness, get out. Every spirit that want to keep me in isolation. Every spirit that want to keep me in depression. Every spirit that want to keep me unloved. Get out in the name of Jesus. I that I'm loved. I declare that in this family we are loved. We are one. We are united. We are growing in faith. We are growing in love. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. We ask, O oh Lord, for unity in our homes. We ask, O oh Lord, for love to grow in our homes. We ask, O oh Lord, that your spirit will bind us together as one in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.